Mark 10. Then Jesus left that place and went to the province of Judea and crossed the river Jordan. Crowds came flocking to him again and he taught them as he always did. Some Pharisees came to him and tried to trap him. Tell us, they asked. Doesn't our law allow us to divorce a wife? Jesus answered with a question. What law did Moses give you? Their answer was, Moses gave permission for a man to write a divorce. and send his wife away. Jesus said to them, Moses wrote this law for you because you were so hard to teach. But in the beginning, at the time of creation, God made them male and female. As the scripture says, and for this reason, a man will leave his father and his mother and unite with his wife, and the two will become one. So they are no longer two, but become one. Man must not separate then what God has joined together. When they went back into the house, disciples asked Jesus about this matter. He said to them, a man who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against his wife. In the same way, a woman who divorces her husband and marries another man commits adultery. Some people brought children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples scolded the people. When Jesus noticed this, he was angry and said to his disciples, let the children come to me and do not let them stop them. For the kingdom of belong, the God belongs to these. I assure you that, you that whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it.
Then he took the children into his arms, placed his hands on each of them, and blessed them. As Jesus was starting on his way again, a man ran up to him, knelt before him on his knees, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to receive eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit murder or adultery. Do not steal. Do not accuse anyone falsely. Do not cheat. And respect your father and your mother. Teacher, the man said, ever since I was young, I have obeyed all these commandments. Jesus looked straight at him with complete love and said, You only need one thing to do. And that is to go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor. Then you will have riches in heaven. Then come and follow me. When the man heard this, He became very sad and went away as he knew he was very rich. Jesus looked around at his disciples and said to them, How hard it will be for rich people to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were shocked at these words. But Jesus went on to say, My children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is much harder for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God than for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. At this, the disciples were completely amazed and asked one another, who, who then can be saved? Jesus looked straight at them and answered, this is impossible for men, but for God, everything is, in, is possible for God. Then Peter spoke up. Look, we have 
given away everything to follow you. Yes, Jesus said to them. And I tell you that anyone who leaves home or brother or sister, mother, father, children, all fields for my sake of the go and the gospel will receive much more in the present age. He will receive a hundred times more houses, brothers, sisters, children, field and persecution to boot. And in the age to come, he will receive eternal life. But many who are first now will be last. And many that are last will be first. Jesus and his disciples were now on the road going to Jerusalem. Jesus was going ahead of his disciples who were filled with alarm. The people who followed behind were afraid. Once again, Jesus took the 12 disciples aside and spoke of the things that were going to happen. Listen, he told them. We are going to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and teachers of the laws. They will condemn condemn him to death and then hand him over to the Gentiles who will mock him and spit on him whip him and kill him but three days later he will rise to life then James and John the sons of Zebedee came to Jesus. Teacher, they said, there is something we want you to do for us. What is it, Jesus asked them. When you sit on your throne in your glorious kingdom, We want us to let, for you to let us sit on, on your right and one of us on your left. Jesus said to them, 
you don't know what you're asking for. Can you drink the cup of suffering that I am about to drink? Can you be baptised in the same way I am about to be baptised? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink the cup I must drink. And be baptised in the way I must be baptised. But I do not have the right to choose who will sit on my right and my left. It is God who will give the, these places. For those to whom he has prepared. When the other disciples heard about this, they became really angry with James and John. So Jesus called them all together and said, You know that the men who were considered rulers of the heathens have power over them. And the leaders have complete authority. This, however, is not the way it is among you. If one of you wants to be great, he must be a servant to all the rest. And if you want to be first, you must become a slave to all. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but came to serve and to give his life to redeem many people. They came to Jericho and as Jesus was leaving with his, his disciples and a large crowd a beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus was sitting by the side of the road when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was coming and he began to shout Jesus son of David take pity on me many of the people scolded him and told him to be quiet but he shouted even louder son of David have pity on me Jesus stopped and said call him so they called the blind man cheer up they said get up he's calling for you
He threw off his cloak, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. I want to see again, he said. Go, Jesus told him. Your faith has made you well. And at once he was able to see and followed Jesus with all the crowd. Mark 11. As they approached Jerusalem near the town of Bethphage, they came to the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two disciples on ahead of him with these instructions. Go to the, the, the next village ahead of us and as soon as you get there, you will find a colt tied up that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. And if someone asks you what you are doing, tell him the master needs it and will send it back at once. And so they found a colt, just as Jesus had said, tied up at the door of a house. As they were untying it, some bystander asked them, What are you doing untying this colt? They answered just as Jesus had told them. And the men let them go. They brought the colt to Jesus, threw their cloaks over the animal, and Jesus got on. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the fields and spread them on the road before Jesus. The people that were in front and those who followed behind began to shout, Praise God! God bless him who comes in the name of the Lord! God bless the coming kingdom of King David. Praise God. Oh, praise God. Jesus entered Jerusalem, went into the temple, and looked around at everything. But since it was very late in the day, he went out to Bethany with his twelve disciples. The next day, as they were coming back from Bethany, 
Jesus was hungry and saw in the distance a fig tree covered with leaves. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. But when he got there, he only found leaves, as it was not the right season for figs. Jesus said to the fig tree, No one shall ever eat figs from this tree again. And this is what the disciples heard him say. When they arrived in Jerusalem, Jesus went to the temple and started to drive out all the people that were buying and selling. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the stools that uh, sold pigeons. And he would not let anyone carry anything through the temple courtyard. He then taught the people. It is written in the scriptures that God said, My temple be called a house of prayer for all the people of the nations. But you have turned it into a hideout of thieves. The chief priests and the teachers of the law heard of all the goings on. So they began to plot and pledge to kill Jesus. They were afraid of him because everybody was amazed at his incredible teachings. When evening came, Jesus and his disciples left the city. Early next morning, as they walked along the road, they saw once again the fig tree. It was dead all the way down to its roots. Peter, Peter remembered what had happened the day before and said to Jesus, Look, the, the, the fig tree you, you cursed is dead. Jesus answered him, Have faith in God. I show, show you that whoever tells this hill Get up and throw yourself in the sea and has no doubt in his heart but believes what he says will happen. That's what will happen. For this reason I tell you when you pray and ask for something believe that you have received it. And you will be given whatever you ask for. And when you stand and pray, 
Forgive anything you may have against anyone. So that your Father in heaven will forgive you for the wrongs that you have done. They arrived once again in Jerusalem. And as Jesus was walking in the temple, the chief priests and the teachers of the law asked him, what right have you to do all these things? Who gave you this right? Jesus answered them. I will ask you just one question. And if you give me an answer. I will tell you what right I have. To do all these things. Tell me where did John get the right to baptise come from? Was it from God or man? They started arguing amongst themselves. What shall we say? If we answer from God, he will say, Why then did you not believe John? But if we say from man, they were afraid of the people. because everyone was convinced that John was a prophet. So their answer to Jesus was, We don't know. Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you then, By what right I do all these things. Mark 12 then Jesus spoke to them in parables. Once there was a man who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a hole for the wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he let out the tenant the vineyard to the tenants and left home on a long journey. When the time came to gather up the grapes, he sent a slave to the tenants to receive from them a share of the harvest. But the tenants seized the slave and beat him up and sent him back without anything. Then the owners sent another slave. The tenants beat him up as well. The owner sent another slave, but they ended up killing him. The only one left to send was the man's own son. So he sent his son to the tenants thinking, I'm sure they're going to respect my son. 
But those ten had said to one another, This is the owner's son. Let's kill him and we will own the whole property. So they seized the son and killed him and threw his body outside the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? asked Jesus. He will come and kill those men and hand those vin- the vineyard to other tenants. Surely you have read this scripture. The stone which the builders rejected as worthless turned out to be the most important of all. This was done by the Lord. And what a wonderful sight it is. The Jewish leaders tried to arrest Jesus because they knew that he told that parable against them. But they were afraid of the crowd. So they left him. Some Pharisees and members of Herod's party were sent to trap Jesus with questions. They came to him and said, Teacher, we know that you tell the truth without worrying what people think. You pay no attention to any man's status but teach the truth about God and his will for man. Tell us, is it against our law to pay taxes to the Roman emperor? Should we pay them or not? But Jesus saw through their trick and answered, Why are you trying to trap me? Bring a silver coin and let me see it. They brought him a coin. Whose face and name is on this coin? The emperor's, they said. Well then, pay the emperor what belongs to the emperor. And pay God what belongs to God. And they were amazed at his teachings. Then some of the Sadducees, who say that people will not rise from death, came to Jesus and said, Teacher, Moses wrote this law for us. If a man dies and leaves a wife, but no children, that man's brother must marry the widow. so they can have children. Who will be considered the dead man's children? Once there were seven brothers. 
the eldest got married and died without children. Then the second one married the woman, but he also died without children. The, the same thing happened to the third and then to the rest. All seven brothers had married the woman and died without children. Last of all, the woman died. Now, when all the dead rise to life, on the day of resurrection, whose wife will she be? As all seven had married her. Jesus answered them, How wrong you are. And do you know why? It is because you don't know the scriptures or God's power. For when the dead rise to life, they will be like the angels. In heaven and will not marry. Now as for the dead being raised haven't you ever read in the book of Moses about the passage of the burning bush? There it is written that God said to Moses I am the God of Abraham the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob is he, he not the, the God of the living and not of the dead you are all completely wrong a teacher of the law was there listening to the discussion He saw that Jesus had given a good answer. So he came with him with a question. Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus replied. The most important one is this. Listen Israel. The Lord our God is the only Lord. Love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul. And with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second most commandment. Love your neighbour as you love yourself. There is no other commandment more important than these two. So they said to Jesus, Well done, teacher. It is true, as you say, that only the Lord is good and that there is no other God but he. 
and that man must love the Lord with all his heart, with all his mind and his strength, and love his neighbour as he loves himself. It is more important than to obey these commandments than to offer animal sacrifices to God. Jesus noticed how wise this answer was. And so he told him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After this, nobody dared to ask Jesus any more questions. As Jesus was teaching in the temple, he asked the question, How can the teachers of the law say that the Messiah will be the descendant of David? The Holy Spirit inspired David to say, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit on my right until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself called him Lord. So, how can the Messiah be David's descendant? A large crowd was listening to Jesus gladly. As he taught them, he said, Watch out for the teachers of the law, who like to walk around in their long robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplace. who choose the reserved seats in the synagogues and the best places in the feasts. They take advantage of widows and rob them of their homes and then make a show of saying long prayers. Their punishment will be all the worse. As Jesus sat near the temple treasury, he watched the people as they dropped in money to the coffers. Many rich people dropped in a great deal. Then a poor widow came along and dropped in two little copper coins. worth about a penny. He called his disciples together and said, I tell you, this poor widow put more in the coffer offerings than all the others. For the others put in what they had to spare from their riches. 
but she, poor as she is, put in all that she had. She gave all that she had to live on. Mark 13. As Jesus was leaving, one of of his disciples outside the temple said, Teacher, what wonderful stones these buildings are made of. Jesus answered, You see this great building? Not a single stone will be left here. One day everyone will be thrown down. Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, across from the temple, when Peter, James and John and Andrew came to him in private. Tell us, when will this be, they said. And tell us what will happen to show that the time has come for all these things to take place. Jesus said to them, Be on your guard and don't let anyone deceive you. Many men claiming to speak for me will come and say, I am he, and they will deceive many people. But don't be troubled when you hear the noise of battle and bad news for more battles on the way. Such things must happen. But they do not mean that the end has come. Countries will fight each other. Kingdoms fight and attack one another. There will be earthquakes everywhere. Famines. These things will take place like the pains of childbirth. You yourselves must be on your guard be arrested and taken to court, beaten in the synagogues and stand before rulers and kings for my sake, for just preaching the good news. But before the end comes, the gospel must be preached to all the people. And when you're arrested and taken to court, do not worry beforehand what you will say. When that time comes, say whatever is given to you. For the words you speak will not be yours. They will come from the Holy Spirit. 
men will hand over their own brothers to be put to death. Fathers will do the same to their children. Children will turn against their parents and have them put to death. Everyone will hate you because of me. But whoever holds on to the end will be saved. You will see the awful horror standing in the place where he should not be. Then those who are in Judea must run away to the hills. A man who is on the roof must not lose time in going down into the house to take anything. A man who is in the field must not go back to the house for his coat. How terrible it will be for those in those days for pregnant women with and mothers with babies. Pray to God these things will never happen in the middle of winter. For the trouble of those days will be far worse than any the world has ever known from the beginning when God created the world until the present time nor will there be anything like it again but the Lord has reduced the number of days and if it had not Nobody would survive. For the sake of his chosen people, he has reduced those days. Then if someone says to you, Look, here is the Messiah. Oh, look, here he is. Do not believe him. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear. They will perform miracles and wonders in order to deceive even God's chosen people. Be on your guard then. I have told you everything in advance. In the days after that time of trouble, the sun will, sun will grow dark and the moon no longer shine. The stars will fall from the heavens. And the powers in space will be driven off their courses. The Son of Man will appear. Coming in the clouds with a great power and great glory. 
he will send the angels out to the four corners of the earth to gather God's chosen people from one end of the world to the other. Let the fig tree teach you a lesson. When the branches turn, leaves turn green and start to put out leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see things, these things happen, you will know that the time is here, ready to begin. Remember, all these things will happen before the people now living have all died. Heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will never pass away. No one knows, her, however, when that day and hour will come. Neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son. Only the Father knows. Be on your watch, alert. For you do not know when the time will come. It will be like a man who goes away from his home on a long journey and leaves the servants in charge. After giving to each one his own work and after telling the doorkeeper to keep a watch, Be on guard then, because you do not know when the master of the house will return. It might be in the evening or in, at midnight, before dawn or sunrise. If he comes suddenly, he must not find you asleep. What I say to you then, I say to you all, watch.